New South Wales government's Brooks Pronouns Day, as well as children as young as three being offered a gender-affirming care in Melbourne. We'll hear these stories and more today on The Australian Conservative. Hello everyone, hope you're doing well today. We're going to get into these stories. Uh, these are more social type stories today. We've been doing sort of themes about types of stories that I've sort of grouped it in. The last episode we talked about climate issues and crime issues. Today we're talking more about social and religious issues. And first, which one should we go first? Let's go with this Christian groups back Labour's plan to tackle hate speech. Christian groups have swung their support behind Labour's proposed bans as part of a new Federal Religious Discrimination Act adding pressure on the coalition to back the measure. Now, in this article, when it talks about Christian church groups, we don't really know specifically the individual Christian groups it's talking about, except for one or two. There's Christian Schools Australia. They've uh, decided to back it. It says that 20 leaders from varied faith groups supported this, including Anglican, Catholic, Presbyterian, Greek, Orthodox, Baptist, and Pentecostal Church, as well as Christian Schools Australia, and, and Australian National Council of Imams, and Executive Council of Australian Jewry. Now, basically, this is just a hate speech law, the Religious Discrimination Act. The problem with it is what this Anglican bishop here, Michael Steed, who is one of the approvers of this of the act, he said part of the reason for the shift in our position is a realization that the criminal law is a pretty blunt instrument to give community signals about what's appropriate and inappropriate levels of religious speech. He said they need to be said at the appropriate level so they don't restrict moderately expressed statements of belief where there are statements that are intended to threaten or intimidate or incite hatred. That kind of language we think uh that's a reasonable place to set the bar. But the thing is, do you really want to give the government the power to rule whether religious speech is hateful or not? Because as we've said in previous episodes, that unfortunately now insult is now a synonym for assault. There's no difference these days now with the way the laws work. So, yeah, the problem with this is we don't know... Like, the first time this happened a couple of years ago when the coalition was in government, they tried to do this bill, but it went so far the other way that it wasn't helping the issue. It was actually turning against Christian groups. Now, I haven't heard anything from the ACL about this as yet, unless it's talking... Unless this has to do with the... Australian Law Reform Commission's report about it last year. But in terms of the actual bill itself, I can't really comment that much because we don't have the bill yet. It, the draft won't be ready till about July, uh, the Attorney General Mark Dreyfus said. But all I can say is no one is going to be happy with this. There is not going to be a consensus that this is a good idea. There's already unions that are saying that It'll, it'll give uh, religious groups too much power. Others are saying uh, that they'll won't, this will not actually give freedom, but it will take away freedom from other groups. So that's the problem with this. 
yeah, I wish I had more to say on that, actually, but um, you'll have to wait and see how that plays out. All right, next we will go to the Victorian Parliament, where they are debating whether the Lord's Prayer should be axed from the Parliament. It says here, every Parliament except the ACT features a Christian prayer, but it hasn't always been the case, and some say it's time to change. Of course they do. For more than 100 years, MPs have started each parliamentary sitting day with the Lord's Prayer, but in Victoria this could soon change, with the new Premier conceding that the tradition does not reflect the changing state. We're seeking greater cultural diversity. I think it's important that we do look at reflecting that in our parliamentary practices. According to Luke Beck, who is a constitutional expert at Monash University, that in the mid 1800s, several of Australia's colonial governments stopped reciting prayers at the beginning of each sitting day as they embraced the concept of separation of church and state, but this shifted in the late 1890s as six colonial governments began planning federation. All Australian parliaments now feature the Lord's Prayer generally read at the start of each sitting day, with the exception of the ACT, which since 1995 has started sittings with an invitation to MPs to pray or reflect on their responsibilities as elected representatives. Yeah, so it's been, they've tried to get the Lord's Prayer out of the Parliament before. They've tried uh, in 2018 and 2021 with the Greens and the Reason Party leader Fiona Patton. At some point, it probably will be removed, I think. It's, I think that that's inevitable that it, at some point it will be removed, but just when? Um, here we've got, it's saying that some people are abstaining because Pope Francis called for a global ban on surrogacy, which I quite agree with, and I don't agree with the Pope all the time. The, The thing is about this is, we don't really live in a Christian Victoria anymore like we did not long ago, so why would you have non Christians? listening or saying the Lord's Prayer before before they start the sitting day. But the thing is, whether they believe in God or not, this is still real. Like, with Christmas, we have all of the rubbish celebrations that go along with it, but we as Christians still remember the most important thing, which is Christ kind of the world to save us from our sins, but we sort of want to have our holiday back. The Lord's Prayer, I don't know, I'm sort of almost torn because I'm like, why do they need to say it? But whether they, whether they believe in the Lord's Prayer or not, it still has jurisdiction over them, because this, because we were founded on Christian principles like America was, but I'm going to put a poll in, in Spotify, I don't think I can do it anywhere else, but you should leave your comments to see, I want to see what you think about this, because this is a very, it's very difficult, because you're like, why would we get secularists to repeat Christian things, but yeah, how far are you going to, how far are we going to go with that, if we keep going with that logic, eventually you get to the point where secularists don't need to live morally, so we don't need to enforce laws that would align with a Christian value. So then there's no point of being in politics as a Christian. So according to my logic, I think we should keep the Lord's Prayer in Parliament. Yeah, but I want to know what you think. Let me know what you all think. 
at least at least this is a sort of a small talking point at least at least it's something for them to consider but i don't think they'll consider it very long next stan releases a highly anticipated trailer for original series prosper and the idea i've, I've seen some of the clips not many some of the clips from this series uh, it premiered on the 18th of january um it's 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 almost trying to copy the stereotypical way of Hillsong, the way Hillsong went. They're calling it, they called it in the thing, they called it used to, I haven't watched this, I just watched clips of it, I think it'd be interesting to watch it, but I don't have Stan. I don't know if this is going to be a smear campaign or not, I feel like either way, it, like, I watch some of the clips and they're talking like, oh, we're not against Christians or anything, but I feel like the way that they're going to present it, it's just going to be a smear campaign, no matter which way you look at it. Anyway, I'll show you the trailer. I am his church. God was always with me because he answered me. You're the man that started from nothing and created an empire. Family is everything to us. We have been blessed with four beautiful children. Prodigal son sucks. I don't know how you show your face around here. What? It's very hard to hear you these days, mate, when your head's this far up there. We're on a mission, and the Lord is watching. And he has set me on a path to you start church in the city of angels. Guess who just got a whole lot bigger? I go to church three times a week. You see what they're doing, Mum? You know, this reminds me of our first church. Had to beg, borrow. Stealing came later, I guess. Everything we do is about positioning and waiting for the big guy to screw up. He's my dad. Exactly. Mum, the only reason LA's even happening is because Benji and I were touring there. We should be the headline. In one LA. Betraying your own father. The devil has a hold of this church. The devil has always had a hold of this church. What do you do if God is no longer there for you? He's gone. Just like that. I know why this has happened. And I know what I have to do. Whatever's coming to daddy deserves it. Everything at least. I am this church. So yeah, that'll tell you a bit about what it's gonna be like. It's yeah. It looks I'm I'm I wish I didn't have to say this, but it looks realistic in a lot of senses, but I'm just afraid that it's just gonna be portraying the stereotypes of Hillsong Church instead of what could have been. All right, here we go. We've got the New South Wales government duly labelling Australia Day as Survival Day, Spruik's Pronouns Day, and Diversity Planning for Public Servants. Yeah, we've already looked at this story, but we haven't. We only looked at Australia Day because it was Australia Day episode. But we've come back and we're going to look at all of these other days that we've got here. Says the New South Wales government has issued more than 20,000 public servants with a diversity planning calendar. 
which spreaks International Pronouns Day and labels Australia's National Holiday Survival Day. Now, the amount of uh, events they've got is at a rate of more than one per week. And it said the list was not exhaustive. Let's have a look at this picture here. So I'm going to just read them because it's so crazy. World Braille Day, Australia Day Survival Day, Survival Day. Anniversary of National Apology, Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras, Fair Day, International Women's Day, Seniors Week Festival, National Close the Gap Day, International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination, International Transgender Day of Visibility, World Autism Awareness Day, New South Wales Youth Week, Anzac Day, Lesbian Visibility Day, Global Accessibility Awareness Day, International Day Against Homophobia, Bigger... Be biphobia, intersexism and transphobia, World Day for Cultu Cultural Diversity for Dialogue and Development, National Sorry Day, Anniversary of the 1967 Referendum, National Reconciliation Week, and now we've it's only January to May. January to May, that is. I don't know if I want to read anymore. Alright, I'm going to read it. Anyways. Just so then you know what's going on. Mabo Day, World Refugee Day, NADOC Week, International Non-Binary People's Day, International Day of the World's Indigenous Peoples, Wear It Purple Day, World Suicide Prevention Day, Are You Okay Day, International Equal Pay Day, National Week of Deaf People, Celebrate Bi Bisexuality Day and Visibility Day, International Day of Something Languages, Mental Health Month, International Day of Older Persons, New South Wales Aboriginal Rugby League Corey Knockdown, Ageism Awareness Day, World Mental Health Day, World Something Day, it's sort of hard because this picture isn't that good, Carers Week, International Pronouns Day, World Menopause Day, Intersex Awareness Day, Grandparents Day, Remembrance Day, Transgender, Transgender Awareness Day, Week and Day of Remembrance, International Men's Day, International Day for Elimination of Violence Against Women, World AIDS Day, International Day of People with Disability, International Migrants Day. Oh my gosh, they have lost the plot. What is the point of this? I do not understand. And it's, it says here, annual days of major national, international, cultural significance left off the list include International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Hello, Valentine's Day, I don't really care about that, but actually no, 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 we need to keep that on, because that is International Freedom Day for single people, thank you. Uh, Victory in Europe Day, Bastille Day, Victory in the Pacific Day, and Halloween, Halloween we can kick that off, but actually that's World Evangelism Day, and that's also Reformation Day, but this is just crazy, oh, it's got a, it's got a better list here, anyway, you can read the article if you want to. It's got the pictures at the top, but here it's actually got a better list of it. Oh, one of the days I missed was World Sight Day. Why do we need to have so many days for things these days? Now we've got the months and now we've got days. Day of this, day of that, day of that. Can't they just merge it and put it all in one day? Why do they need to do this? In the age of where we talk about multiculturalism, they're splitting up individual days. For all these different people, so then they're recognised and they feel welcomed in the community. They just follow God. They would just be content living under God. Simple. Alright. Children as young as three offer gender-affirming care in Melbourne. 
I'm going to explain, if you don't know gender affirming care, gender affirming care means that the psychiatrist or these specialist gender identity clinicalists, what they'll do is, if you say that I feel like a girl, but I'm actually a boy, they'll say, oh yeah, that's alright, you can be a girl. So they're doing this for kids as young as three years old. Now, I don't think you should do this for any age, but three years old, you can't even think at three years old properly. You're still trying to understand the world. Psychiatrists and specialist gender identity clinics will work alongside children aged three to 17 as long as they have a referral from a GP. Treatment for young people who are yet to reach puberty focus on gender affirmation and talking to the child and their family, as well as ensuring adequate support is in place both at school and at home. As children age and reach puberty, the Royal Children's Hospital Gender Service has a broad range of treatments available. The first step, known as Stage 1, is to introduce puberty blockers, a reversible step available to children in the early stage of puberty. Now, that is definitely debunked. That is for sure. Puberty blockers are not reversible. And on, on my channel, you can go back uh, to last year where I posted the documentary uh, type thing that Channel 7 made where they interviewed these, these young teenagers who took this stuff. And they, there's no reversibility about it. And there's also a podcast uh, that goes through the stories of what these people are suffering. And I'll find it for you. Ah, uh, here. The Gender Indoctrination Inside the Transgender Battle by the Christian Post. This is really good. It talks about what is going on. It's mostly about what's going on in America. But it's uh, it's quite good. But that is definitely that is definitely debunked. There is no way that puberty blockers are reversible. And the, the leftist media are just propping up to the Royal Children's Hospital. Because if they say they don't, then they won't be happy. But the Royal Children's Hospital are some of the worst propagators of this absolute rubbish. And this is not just a new thing. This has been going on for years. This is going on for, I don't know how long. But it has been going on. And I, know, I know it has been going on because I've done the research, people. And it goes on. Later around the age of 16, the clinic is able to move on to stage 2, which involves using gender-affirming hormones. Uh, to change the body to be more consistent with the teenager's firm gender. The final stage surgery is generally not undertaken until adulthood. L hang on. Let's read this again. The final stage surgery is... It doesn't say not undertaken until adulthood, but it is generally not undertaken until adulthood. How can any uh, child ever... They can't... They don't have the consent to make the decision like that. It should be... Surgery is never taken, but it should be at least not undertaken until adulthood, but it says here, generally, I don't think I even want to go to the hospital ever again now that I'm hearing that, but it's... Liberal Senator Claire Chandler told Daily Mail Australia she was concerned by the idea that a child's gender is being assessed based partially on what toys they play with or with or clothes they want to wear. It's very worrying to see a health provider promoting the idea that two- and three-year-olds' preferences in clothing, toys, or games represent a gender identity. Across the world, many doctors, psychiatrists, detransitioners, people who begin... I don't need to read that, you know what that is. And experts reviewing 
uh, reviews a sounding alarm about the youth gender medicine industry. It's incredibly concerning that in Australia, these alarms are still being ignored and children are being put on pathways towards irreversibility and potentially dangerous drugs and surgeries. And the hospital's gender dysphoria spreadsheet says that children begin expressing their gender identity at two to three years of age. They do this via their preferences for clothing, toys, and interests. With hospital notes, it's normal for children to experiment with gender roles, and many will not desire any form of transition. I can't, I, I can't read any more of this. This is ridiculous. You can read more if you want, but there isn't much more. But this is, this is incomprehensible that this is going on. What happened to biology? What happened to, to the reality that if you have specific chromosomes, that's what you are? Why can't scientists and doctors just be scientists and doctors? Why do they have to have this agenda? There are people, like I hear all the time people are saying, oh, if, if I had been born 10 years later, I would probably be the other gender now because they're telling, they would have put me on puberty blockers and then they uh, would have given me uh, hormones and then they would have given me surgery. If you just play with the other toys, or you just want to do dress up or something, it's ridiculous. And parents are propagating this. They're listening to people tell them what they think the kid's gender is. Their gender does not change. Why are we distorting words? It is not worth it. Genesis one twenty six to twenty seven. And 28. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every crawling thing that crawls on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. And fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over everything that moves on the earth. Genesis 2, 20-25 The man gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the sky and every animal of the field. But for Adam there was not found a help helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. And the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought it to the man. Then the man said, At last, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Romans 1 from verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived, being understood by, which, by what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honour him as God, or give thanks. But they became futile in their reasonings, and their senseless hearts were darkened. 
Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible mankind of birds, four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Therefore God gave them up to vile impurity in the lust of their hearts so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for falsehood and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions for the women exchanged natural relations for that which is contrary to nature. And likewise the men too abandoned natural relations with women. And burn in their desire toward one another. Males with males committing shameful acts and receiving their in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a deprived mind to do those things which that are not proper. People have been filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, and evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit. And malice, they are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unfeeling, and unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Need I say more? It's such a horrible age that we're in. Such a depraved age. I guess uh, that's it for the Australian Conservative today. Um, I hope you liked it. I don't know when I'll be back. Hopefully I'll be back soon. Um, I hope you liked it. Uh, please follow wherever you can. Like, subscribe, share with others so then people know what's going on. And uh, yeah, we'll see you uh again soon on the Australian Conservative.